0: Welcome fans of the Justice League Universe, my name is Sam. In this podcast, what I usually do is take a scene from Batman v Superman and analyze it for its themes and character motivations and character development. And I hope to do that for a lot of the Justice League Universe films. But in this episode, I'm actually going to do something uh, quick here and a little bit different. I'm going to respond to some of the purported plot holes that people have been identifying. Um, There's been a lot of mixed reaction to the movie, obviously, I love it, Um, and for the people that don't love it, I usually think that they were maybe expecting um, more of a popcorn type of uh, fun blockbuster movie rather than a very thoughtful, philosophical, and deep movie that they ended up getting. But I've been surprised to see that some people say that they didn't like the movie because of its plot holes or what they saw as plot holes. And that was just surprising to me because I didn't really think that there were plot holes. Um, and I usually kinda keep an eye out for those things. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna take this article from Looper.com, and uh there's an article written by Brian P. Rubin, who you could find on Twitter at Brian P. Rubin, and he listed nine purported plot holes but right away as I looked at them I don't think these are plot holes so I'm gonna give my thoughts and my responses to them the first purported plot hole is that Lex ran tests on Zod's body but then later Lex tried to secure possession of Zod's body but wait didn't he already have access to the body this is not a contradiction a plausible explanation is that Lex's scientists had temporary access to Zod's body that's when they did the tests but that body was still in the government's possession. What Lex was negotiating for was more access, or a greater extent of his access to the corpse. Ultimately, Lex ends up getting the entire corpse to use for his own purposes in the scout ship. The second purported plot hole is that Lex had no way to perfectly time Martha's kidnapping with the moment that Batman turned on the bat signal. Well, first of all, this is not a plot hole, it's just two events that may have happened close in chronological proximity to one another, and some people thought it was unlikely for them to happen like that. But unlikely things happen all the time in movies, and they don't fit my definition of a plot hole, which is a logical inconsistency or a physically impossible event within the laws of the movie. If, however, you insist that this is too coincidental that Martha's kidnapping and Batman turning on the Batman uh, bat signal happened at the same time, then I would say that Lex could have easily had a team in the ready to kidnap Martha, and also some sort of intel on Batman's movements. He knows, uh, He knows Batman's identity, after all. And when Lex sees that the fight was going down, then he immediately ordered the kidnapping also remember scenes that are edited in close proximity to one another do not necessarily happen in that exact same time frame in the timeline of the movie third we never see how lex figured out superman and batman's secret identities it is implied that lex knew the identities right from the beginning of the movie and the filmmakers have recently confirmed as much it is a fact that they didn't show lex finding out in the movie uh, the secret identities but this is not a plot hole It's just something that happened off-screen. We do see that Lex has been gathering all kinds of information on metahumans, and it's definitely possible to discover the identities of Superman-Batman if someone is sufficiently dedicated and resourced. Lois was able to track down Clark, and Batman has been in action for 20 years, so I'm sure he's left some clues behind as to his identity. This was just a creative choice by the filmmakers to have a Lex Luthor who already knew the identities and it fits with the motif of Lex as a character who tries to gain power through knowledge, as he states in his library speech. Fourth, the U.S. Capitol is bombed, and this plot is just dropped for the end of the movie. I disagree. We see in the Daily Planet and in the news reports that the bombing is getting a lot of attention. At first, a lot of the blame is directed toward Superman, but reports are also released that Wallace was the bomber, and Superman was the victim, not the perpetrator. But, consistent with the divided perceptions that constantly follow Superman, as they would in reality, Superman is still viewed, at least indirectly, as to blame for the bombing by many people. The bombing has several important repercussions in the movie. It is the cause of Superman's temporary exile, as he considers how he can fit into a society that does not seem willing to accept him. It is a catalyst for Bruce's final decision to go through with his plan to take out Superman, and we see the resolution of this plot line during Superman's funeral when humanity is universally mourning him and he is getting an honorable burial with governmental trimmings. You can't make it much clearer that he's been cleared of wrongdoing in the bombing of the US Capitol than by giving him an honorable military burial. Fifth, Batman placed a tracker on the kryptonite truck but then he tried to capture the truck with the Batmobile. This is not a plot hole. Batman has a plan A and a plan B, much like Lex Luthor usually does. Batman hopes to acquire the kryptonite through the Batmobile trace, but if this were to fail, as it eventually does, he wanted to have the tracker in place so that he can still have a chance to locate the truck wherever it's been taken. Sixth, what is Lex's plan when he releases Doomsday? In fact, the Looper article says that the audience has no clue about Lex's plans at all. Maybe the Looper writer couldn't follow Lex's motivations, but many of us could. This is not a plot hole. Doomsday is Lex's plan B, in case Batman fails to kill Superman. Granted, it's a high-risk plan B, but this just shows Lex's madness and his psychosis in playing God when he creates life some analyses of lex have shown that he represents misotheism, or the hatred of god and so he ultimately wants to destroy god at any cost even doomsday an alternative explanation is that lex may have mistakenly assumed that he could control doomsday because doomsday was made partially from lex's dna i wouldn't put put it past this version of lex to think that he was invincible or maybe lex did have a way of stopping doomsday such as some additional kryptonite or some information that he learned or something he could use from the scout ship. But maybe we we weren't uh, shown this information. If you don't like that I gave three explanations instead of one to cover in this plot hole, then I would say I would go with the one where Lex is so hell-bent on destroying God in the form of Superman that he's basically willing to throw Doomsday out there regardless of uh, what happens afterward. Seventh, Superman can hear Lois whenever she's in trouble, but he can't hear that his mother is being held kidnapped across the harbor. This is not a plot hole, but a misunderstanding of Superman's powers. First of all, in the comics, Superman is often portrayed as being able to hear all sounds at all times, even across the globe. But Superman in the movie universe is significantly powered down. He has super hearing and x-ray vision, but he's not omniscient. He can hear Lois in trouble because he probably keys in to her. In other words, his hearing or his sight is very effective when it's focused on a specific target, but he can't just hear or see anything he wants out of nowhere. Also, when Lois is drowning, she's banging on the rubble. Martha, on the other hand, is bound and gagged, and so can't make much noise for Superman to try to key in on. Eighth. Batman is 100% committed to taking down Superman, but then he completely reverses course just because Superman's mother's name is Martha. I've been dumbfounded by how many people online have only perceived the Martha scene at a very surface level. It would take an entire episode to explain how many layers there are to Batman's psychological journey and how the Martha scene perfectly represents his awakening, which is the key feature of revenge tragedies like Batman v. Superman. But I'm going to try to put it briefly. Batman does not reverse course because of the name Martha. Batman has been going down a dark psychological path for years. And since the arrival of Superman, he has been unhealthily focusing all of his hatred and energies on Superman. But it's not because he actually hates Superman, it's because Bruce is unable to deal with his failures and his feelings of powerlessness. The Martha moment is just the wake up call where he starts to realize Superman's humanity and that the issue has actually been with himself, not Superman. The Martha moment causes Batman to pause just long enough for Lois to come in, and the care that Lois shows for Superman further awakens Bruce from the deranged mindset he's been in for two years. He realizes that he himself has been turning bad, just in the way that he was accusing Superman of eventually doing, and Batman realizes that Lex has been manipulating him into this confrontation. He also realizes that he was just about to become the person who killed Martha's son, the very event that he's been trying to avenge for his entire career as Batman. There's all of this and more that the movie sets up and that comes to a head in the Martha scene. If you literally watched the movie and missed all of this, I don't know what else to say. But I will say something about the ninth plot hole that Looper lists, which is Why would Batman lure Doomsday to Gotham and the Kryptonite Spear instead of A, going to get the Kryptonite Spear and then bring the spear to Doomsday, or B, leave the Batwing and have Alfred pilot the Batwing to retrieve the spear? Both of those alternative plans from uh, the brilliant Brian P. Rubin are much worse than Batman's plan that he carries out in the movie. So, A, going to get the Kryptonite Spear and bringing it back to Doomsday instead of bringing Doomsday to the Kryptonite Spear. That would require Batman to leave Doomsday totally unattended, and who knows what damage Doomsday would cause if given this opportunity. It's very likely that he would go to Metropolis or to a populated area of Gotham instead of the unpopulated area where Batman tried to lure him in the movie version. And then option B, uh, giving up the Batwing and having Alfred pilot the Batwing to get the spear, that would almost surely result in Batman being killed, because without the Batwing, Batman's pretty exposed and is not going to last long at all with Doomsday. And the, the writer on Looper doesn't explain how Alfred, operating the Batwing remotely, would actually be able to re- retrieve the kryptonite spear. Sure, Batman has a lot of gadgets, but I don't think any of them would allow a hovering Batwing to reach underground and grab a kryptonite spear. So overall, I think what we've learned here is that the problem was with the viewer, not with the movie in these cases of purported plot holes. So that'll be it for this quick special episode. Next up, I'll continue on the scene-by-scene analysis where we have the first scene with the Batman and the two police officers that are going in to uh, see the branding. Thanks for listening, and I also want to thank my inspirations for this podcast, which are Man of Steel Answers and The Suicide Squadcast. Leave your thoughts or point out anything that I've missed in the comments.